We'll get to episode 258 in just a moment, but first I want to ask for your support of I Can't See You. Whenever you need to make a purchase at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you directly to Amazon.com's homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, and I may earn a small commission on your qualifying purchase. Again, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there, and welcome to episode 258 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I'm really glad you're here for this episode, and welcome inside Studio B. Thanks so much for joining me. I've got a few things to talk about. As normal, I'm going to start off reminding you that I have some raffle tickets available for sale. They look like this. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, they are about five inches long by two inches wide and they are, I believe it's green and they've got a little stub where you can, well, we would fill it out for you, your name and address. So when you win, the NFB of Pennsylvania will send a check directly to you. Once we make our sale, we don't touch it again. And the NFB of PA does send the checks out usually at the end of the month, actually the beginning of May, because the raffle runs from April 1st through April 30th. Tickets are $5. That's it, $5. You have 30 chances to win. On each ticket, there is a three-digit number. On this ticket is number 997. If 997 comes out at all during the month of April, you win $50 if it's a Sunday through Friday drawing, or $100 if you win on Saturday. Now, where do the numbers come from, you may ask? I'm going to tell you. Even though the NFB of Pennsylvania is not affiliated with any lotteries, the numbers happen to match the nighttime drawing of the state that we're in, in Pennsylvania, their three-digit number. So if 997 gets drawn and you have purchased this ticket, that means you win. And again, I'm recording this on Sunday evening, so that would be a $50 winner. And by the end of the month, if it crazily comes out again, which I just can't imagine it would, but if it did come out a second time, you would also win that time. Very unlikely, but it could happen, I suppose. All of your winnings will be totaled up. If you buy a bunch of tickets, your check would be one check. I don't believe they would send you a bunch of different checks. You'll get one check with all your winnings. And I, as I've told a few people, do not base if you won on Channel 6's lottery numbers because they put them out. They don't always get them right. Last time in October when they did this, I thought I had won twice. I only ended up winning once because I had 969 and 979 was drawn but on Channel 6, during their little lottery break, it said my number. So I, I was expecting $100. I only got 50 When I checked the official Pennsylvania lottery site, it was indeed not my number. <laughs> so again, it's $5. If you're interested in a ticket, please email me. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. We can do it via Venmo with Liz's account or via Cash App via my account and we will fill out the ticket for you. I'll show you your numbers. I'll take a picture of the filled out stubs and you'll be good to go. 
and I will also track it because I'm <laughs> I'm very interested, as I could tell you, and I've said before, Dan bought a ticket a few years ago, number 410. It didn't come out for at least a year, <laughs> so he did not win. Now, Dan did buy some tickets. We haven't picked his numbers yet. Alex has also purchased some tickets, so we'll be filling those out probably tomorrow and getting them their numbers. But if you're interested, again, they're $5 a ticket. You can buy one. You could buy many. Reach out to me. I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. And I do appreciate it, as does the NFP of Pennsylvania. Thank you. I was texting with Dan uh, in the last day or two, and he was asking me about Ziggy. <laughs> so I thought I'd give a little Ziggy update. Ziggy's doing okay, and he is, tonight he was a complete golden menace, and just trying to eat anything and everything, like we didn't feed him all day long. So I'm, I'm not sure what that's got going on there, but he goes to the vet, Sometime in early or mid-March, I forget the date. I want to say the 8th, but I'm not 100% sure there. He goes and hopefully we can get him and he's able to eat. We can slowly work in other, other foods. Right now, the only thing he's eating, other than some dirt and some grass, and the occasional thing that falls on the floor, he's only eating his food. That's his treats. I was playing with him earlier today while Liz was making dinner and... To get him out of the kitchen, I grabbed a handful of the food and I went outside and I'm throwing him up in the air, you know, pretty high. And these are little tiny bits of food. He was able to catch most of them. And it was and it actually it actually made it great because when he didn't catch it, he was searching the grass because sometimes it would bounce off of him or he just lost it in the light or whatever. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. But he would love Liz was shredding cheese at one point today. He loves cheese. And he was begging for it. He was just, his way of begging is, he, we told him when he was little to say, please, and he'll put his one paw on you. It's not always his left or his right. He will in, intermix them uh, even during the same time sometimes. And then when his, when his paw gets tired, he'll put the other one up. But that's how he says, please, when he wants something. Liz was filling out some lottery tickets earlier for us. He, he wanted the tickets, <laughs> which, of course, we didn't give him. But he has only been able to eat his food and that when we go in a couple of weeks, hopefully she says, all right, introduce one thing to him. And that first thing is going to be a banana because that's his favorite food, at least I think. Uh, hopefully that will happen and hopefully he will come off the prednisone. He's, on, he's been on prednisone for a while and he has been on some other some other uh, medicine uh, for his stomach. So I'm not 100% sure what's wrong with him. They, they told us probably some sort of allergy that may be uh, causing irritable bowel syndrome. So we'll have to see. Hopefully, <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, I have some video playing over top of me talking about Ziggy because I have shot some video, just not 100% sure I know how to do all that stuff. I've been using CapCut to edit, by the way, and Descript. First, I edit it a little bit in Descript, taking out the ums and ahs, and then I take it into CapCut to put the graphics on. And I think I could do that in Descript, just not 100% sure how. And I've got, for some reason, I just can't sit down long enough to figure out how to do some things. So hopefully we'll, we'll work on that. But hopefully you were watching some B-roll of Ziggy in the backyard or in the house looking for a box or something, because he likes to do that too. The main thing I wanted to touch on today was Liz and I went out to dinner on Friday night. And I'm, again, I'm recording this on Sunday night. We'd gone out to dinner on Friday night with Lynn Heights and her husband. Lynn is the president of the NFB of Pennsylvania. And we met with Rachel, Juan Carlos, 
and Chris from ADAexpert.com. And they had a couple of things to talk to us about. We had met Juan Carlos and Rachel both at the uh, NFB of Pennsylvania State Convention in Harrisburg in November. And Juan Carlos has a, uh, he's, he's from Miami, and he has, he does embroidery and things like that. So he makes up promotional items. So he was talking to us about doing some promotional items to sell at our next convention and at the national convention in Orlando in July. It was great to catch up with him, and he has some good ideas. The big thing I want to touch on is the talk with Chris. Chris and ADAexpert.com, they are an accessibility company. They will do accessibility in brick and mortar. They'll do accessibility on your website. But they've developed a widget that gets put on the website, your website, and will tell you what needs to be done to make it accessible, whether you're missing headers or you're missing alt text on the images. And it was kind of funny and was very interesting talking to them. And, I, and again, I, it was something that um, I would love to get more involved in. And um, on a side note, I'm redeveloping <laughs> digitalgraphicsdesign.com, and I'm hoping that within a couple of weeks that site is ready to go. And so we were talking about the different ways, and he was asking me what type. First, he told me how much they were going to have some tiers. Uh, one tier would be for a certain number of pages on the site. The next tier up, even more pages, and then maybe more of an enterprise uh, website for the highest tier. So there were, it, if I can remember correctly, it was three tiers, and I may be wrong there, but I think it was three tiers. So three different price points, with the lowest being roughly $50 a month to cover the cost of telling you what's accessible and what's not accessible, more importantly, what's not accessible. Now, I haven't seen it in action, and that's obviously going to be the next step if I'm going to be give more feedback and things like that. But I'm hoping that what it does is you run this, and then you get a list. This page, this is what you need. That page, here's what you need. Things like that. Because it would be great as a web developer to go to someone and say, okay, here's this website, here's what needs to be corrected. Because if you can do that, you can kind of set a price limit on, okay, X number of changes, X number of these changes is this amount, Y number of changes is this amount, and so forth. They're looking to ramp up and bring on more salespeople. And I had suggested instead of bringing on salespeople, why not approach web developers and say, hey, We'll give you a licensing fee. We'll give you something if you sell our tool, this widget, to your customers. Because it's a win-win for a web developer if they say yes, because they're going to make a little something on the sale of the widget from ADA Expert. And then once they get the report, once the report is run, and I'm assuming that the report is going to be run either by the web developer or, or someone at ADA Expert, but they're going to have this list, and then they could go to the developer and say, okay, how much is it going to cost to make all those corrections, or what if we don't do this and this, and, and so forth. So it's going to mean business on a couple of fronts for the developer, and I would, that would be something I'd be really interested in, even if 
you could work it out with some third-party vendor. If it's something that, if you're a fairly big web development company, you may farm that out to uh, and outsource that to another developer, a smaller developer who may be interested in picking up a few hundred dollars to make these corrections. And again, I don't know all the particulars. Uh, again, I know they had mentioned $500 a year on the low end for this widget, and it is on a subscription. A subscription basis. So each year you'd have to pay that. I don't know how often, and, and he was unsure, Chris was unsure, how often they'll develop it. One of the things he did say to me, though, and I kind of cringed, and it's gotten a very bad name in the blind community. It's a company called Accessibi. And I'm not 100% sure on how they make their sites. They, they say that we'll make your site accessible. Now, most of the companies like Accessibility use what's called an overlay. And when you use an overlay to tell it what's where and here's what this button says and so forth, a lot of times when a change is made, that overlay doesn't work because something is moved or changed. The other thing is a lot of folks will, when they're using their phone, you can set to go from heading to heading so you don't have to read the entire page. And when you don't have to read the entire page, you can get through a page faster. If you're, if you're reading an article and there's something specific you read either in the headline or somewhere else, you can then zoom to each header without having to read all the different paragraphs along the way. So when you, when you use the overlay, a lot of times it wipes out the headers. Now, I'm not 100% sure about Accessibility. I just know this. When I went to Accessibility's page a month or two ago, they had some stuff on this side, some text and things like that. And on this side, I could tell they had some sort of graphic. And I said, oh, I wonder how it reads that graphic. <laughs> Guess what it said? Yep. Image. It was an image. And as I was zooming into it, and looking, I'm thinking, man, that looks like a play button on it. Sure enough, it was a video, or it was an image that linked to a video. And I thought that was very funny because this voiceover on my machine never said that there was a link there or a button there. So here is a company that wants you to use their product, their service, to make everything accessible and on their homepage, above the fold, well, it was on the right-hand column, so not quite as drastic, <laughs> drastic if it was on the left, it said image. And I think that kind of tells you a lot. Now, before I smash around and bash them too much, I am going to reach out to them tomorrow and get a better handle on what exactly, how it works, uh, but again, from what I've seen, and I, and I went there because a couple of people were talking about it when I was uh, talking to some friends, they were talking about accessibility and how it's no good and so forth and so on. So I went to the homepage and like I said, I saw that and I thought, this is crazy. Just, it's just nuts. So I'm very interested in seeing more from ADA expert and see what they have to say about their product. And again, if they're using... Why go to Accessibility if Accessibility uses the overlay? And again, I'm not 100% sure. But if Accessibility uses an overlay, it really doesn't matter what's underneath and what's wrong because 
they're just going to fix everything in the overlay from the way I understand it. Now, I could be completely off here. I, I'm not 100%. So it just it just seemed weird to me. Again, I to me the best way to move that product, the ADA expert product, the widget, is to go to developers and either do a white label situation where you say, "Hey, I'm going to for fifty dollars a month, I'm going to tell you if your site is accessible, and if it's not, for an additional fee, I'll fix it," or if they pay a, an affiliate commission on the developer selling it, again, a developer may have hundreds of clients. And if you could go to those clients and say, hey, I've got this new tool that I'm associated with or affiliated with or partnering with, whatever you want to say, however they work it out, I've got this new tool and I think this would be great to run on your site. Here's how much it'll cost. And if there's any errors, we can fix them for you at X number of dollars. Now, a lot of web developers use and have maintenance programs. We are going to develop those as well. And some, some of the maintenance programs, it is a very minimal amount you pay in that maintenance program. There's hosting and backups and things like that. And it could, it could be as low as 69 or 79 bucks. That doesn't give you much above the hosting and above backs backups and security and things like that when you get a little bit higher it also includes some set amount of time to make updates not to develop a new page or things like that but to make changes and corrections and updates on pages that are already up and again depending on how much you pay per month that could be something that would be a good fit to me for the whole program, you pay the 50 bucks if it's a small enough site. And again, I, they didn't go over how many pages was considered a small site, how many pages was a medium site, and how many pages was a an enterprise site. So I don't know what those figures are, and we didn't go anything past the small pages. So it just seemed very interesting to me uh, and a great idea. I've been going back and forth on what to use, and I, I wish there was some sort of white label service out there that could go and tell me, hey, here's what this customer needs, and then we could just go in and fix it. Now, I mentioned that we had gone out to dinner. It wasn't close. It was in a place called the Douglasville Hotel in, obviously, Douglasville, Pennsylvania, a place I never knew even existed. <laughs> and it was at the end of 422, at least the 422 portion that's a highway. And so we went there. They have 130 different burgers. And you order the burger by the number. I got the number 93. It just so happens that one of the tickets that I grabbed for myself for the lottery for the raffle was 093. So I just thought that was kind of funny. But it, burgers were good. Everything was good. The one thing that wasn't great was the service. And uh, it was... <laughs> Again, it's, it's just something, as I was telling my friend Brian about oohs and ahs, there's just something that when you have good food and you don't have good service, that you, you think twice sometimes about going back because, okay, yeah, the food is great. If it's that great, yeah, you're going to go back. It's very difficult, it seems, for a restaurant to have both great food and great service like oohs and ahs in Washington, 5933 Georgia Avenue. And, again, this place was, the food was good. 
I don't know that it would, because it was so far, it was uh, about an hour from our house. It's in Berks County. It's, we live in Delaware County. We drove through, I don't know if we drove through Chester and Montgomery County or just Montgomery County, but it, we drove through a couple of counties to get there. Berks County is where Redding is in Pennsylvania. And uh, again, not, not close, uh, but it was a good place. If we were meeting somebody, if we had friends that were on the other side, maybe in Lancaster or Harrisburg or whatever, to meet them there, of course, it would be a, it would be a no-brainer because it was good. Uh, again, just the service wasn't very good. And I don't, I don't know how much it was. We, we were treated by ADA expert. But it was very interesting. It was a very interesting evening, and I enjoyed talking about it. As always, I always enjoy, as I've mentioned a million times here, talking about business, and uh, especially when you talk about web and accessibility. It's just something that I like to talk about and, and try to fix. In fact, I got a text tonight uh, from someone within the NFB of Pennsylvania asking if I would have a look at her church's website. They paid somebody to take care of it, but they want to know what other changes need to be made. And so I'm going to take a look and uh, over the next day or two and, and see, see how it is and, and if anything needs to be changed on it. But again, a lot of, a lot of great information was, <laughs> was bandied back and forth on Friday night. And, they, and, and Juan Carlos talked about a few other things. He's interested in going to the uh, NFB convention in Orlando and come back here in Harrisburg, I'm sorry, in uh, Erie in November. Uh, and he's actually, and I just can't believe somebody, <laughs> somebody would move from Florida to Pennsylvania. I want to go the other way to where it's warm. I want to go from cold to warm. He's looking to come from warm to cold. And he's got, there's, there's been some things going on with services to him that just aren't happening that he wants to, he, he feels he'd get a better chance here in Pennsylvania. So it'll be interesting to see if he, <laughs> if he comes up this way. But I, I just couldn't even imagine moving to up here, Chris was telling us he he lives in the in Florida. I think he said Tampa, and uh, which is funny because my mom is from Tampa. But he lived I forget where he said. Uh, I guess he lived in Pennsylvania for a while, and that was <laughs> that was an eye opener from the snow and ice after living down there where it was warm. So just a very interesting evening. I enjoyed it, and um, I don't know if Liz did. I mean, she enjoyed. She had uh, these. Um, since it was Friday and she's Catholic, she ate, had fish for Lent and they were awesome. It was haddock strips that were so good. Uh, and unfortunately she ate most of them. <laughs> so I didn't get much, uh, but it was very nice to get together with them and speak to Lynn and, uh, Ray, her husband. And, uh, oh, and I also, of course, Danny was there. Danny is her guide dog. And, uh, he came over and he, he loved the attention and Liz had never met him. So Liz got, to, <laughs> Liz got to meet him and, uh, pet him for a little bit as well. And Ziggy didn't hate us when we got home. One more thing before I go, I do want to mention White Canes Connect episode 097. And it is about the diabetes prevention program. As we had talked about on a previous episode of White Canes Connect that I also mentioned to you, diabetes is one of the biggest causes of blindness in the U.S. And it is very important to get a handle on it before it gets to diabetes. Once it's diabetes, there's no turning back. You can control it and manage it, but you can't get rid of it. So the key is to get rid of it while you're pre-diabetic. If you are between, I think it was 5.6, if your eye 
A1C is between 5.6 and 6.4. You're pre-diabetic. You still got a chance. You can get rid of that and you're good to go. Lynn, who again is the president of the NFB of Pennsylvania, is also a diabetic coach in this program, the Diabetes Prevention Program, that has CDC guidelines. And we talked to Lynn and we talked to Joni Schmeling from Health let me make sure I get this right. Health Promotion Council. She's a program director there. And they talked about the program with the guidelines that was uh, that were set out by the CDC. They both talked about how the program works. At the beginning, you meet weekly and you get ideas on how to change your lifestyle as far as eating and things like that. So it's episode 097 of White Canes Connect. You can get it on Apple and Spotify. You can watch it on YouTube, not like you're watching me if you're watching this video, but you can watch it like if you go to youtube.com slash David Benj. It's a static image and the audio. You can also listen on at PA Blind Podcast on Twitter and Again, you can get it anywhere, as, as well as a few other places, Odyssey and things like that. So it's episode 097 of White Canes Connect. Check it out, especially if you've got some, <laughs> you got some trouble with the sugars. If you got some trouble with the sugars, but you haven't been told that you have diabetes, there's still a chance. And get rid of that chance of getting diabetes before you get it. Because again, once you have it, there's no reversing it. White Canes Connect, episode 097. I'd appreciate that. And uh, early on, downloads are doing great. So uh, it's interesting to see how those downloads, both of that episode and the last few episodes, are really starting to, uh, I, I base it on the first seven days of release, and it's, they're just starting to really move up. So it's, uh, it's been interesting to watch that. So that is all I have for episode 258, episode 258. Check out the show notes over at ICan'tSeeYou.com. That would be ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 258, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 258. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 258. And you can also connect with me over on the socials, as I mentioned, first thing, at David Benj on Facebook and Twitter, or X, whichever you prefer, Instagram, Threads, LinkedIn, and on YouTube, where you can listen to this episode, or at I Can't See You on YouTube to watch this episode. So please, if you have any questions, comments, you could reach out there or email me, I Can't See You Podcast at gmail.com. I Can't See You Podcast at gmail.com. Whether you want a raffle ticket or a dozen, or you've got questions, comments, show ideas, whatever you got, I Can't See You Podcast at gmail.com. You can also call me, 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes Leave your name in town if you do leave a voicemail. Questions, comments, show ideas, things you love, things you hated, whatever. I would love to hear from you. So again, 646-926-6350. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Can't See You. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.